Monday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Don with Game On, a sports podcast for everyone, bringing you a special uh, special uh, episode tonight. Uh, we have a special co-host as well, Danny uh, from Small World Soccer over on Twitter. Uh, awesome to have you, Danny. How are you doing tonight? I'm uh, doing fantastic. Um, really, really happy to be uh, part of the uh, episode tonight. Um, as y'all know, I'm a huge fan of Game On and everything they're doing. Um, and it is uh, an absolute pleasure to finally be a part of it. Awesome. And then you can check him out on Twitter, Twitter at SWSoccer underscore Danny. Yes, check him out. He's got his blog and he's handling the lower league E-Cup as well right now. So he's got his hands full. And uh, our special guest tonight, which uh, I'm happy to have on, he is the owner and CEO of the MPSL's Milwaukee Torrent in the Midwest Division, Andy. Davi, how are you doing tonight, Andy? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, we're doing well. We're doing well. Staying in the house, social yeah. distancing, doing all the fun stuff, I guess you could call it. That's, right. That's good. <laughs> yeah, try, just trying to stay healthy and getting everything going. So, um, Andy, uh, we spoke on the phone and just a bit of a background on how we spoke. So here at Game On, we're doing a, a Football Manager 20 uh, lower league, uh, U.S. lower league, you know, pro rel sim. And, you know, Andy popped into the Twitch stream and asked me to call him. And I thought I offended him because his team lost on the sim. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this guy's going to scream at me. He's going to be like, what the hell are you doing making this loot like this on the sim? But no, I mean, turned out, you know, we had a conversation, uh, you know, about getting him, you know, on the podcast and talking about his team and, you know, what he's doing. And, you know, it turns out, I mean, they're doing great things in Milwaukee. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, the team started in 2016. Am I correct, Andy? Correct. I founded it in 2015. We kicked the first ball in a provisional division in the NPSL in 2016. Okay, okay. And, and if, I'm, if I'm correct, you, you are a gym owner in Milwaukee, correct? You still own that gym? No, that gym is gone. It was it was too much. I did the the, the first two years, okay. Um, but it was it was too much with the torrent. So that that gym is gone. I closed it and uh, yeah, just focus on on the torrent. Nice, nice. And and originally, just and and just a little bit of a background on yourself before we get into you know the torrent and and everything that's going on. So you came here in two thousand nine to coach for the Milwaukee Bavarians. Am I correct on that? Yes, I coached. I had several director positions in the club. That is correct. Yeah, they're a, they're a huge club. I think they were one of the first professional clubs in the U.S. If I'm not um, no, they were never professional. Not professional, never, but never. one of the one of the lower league one of the lower league teams. Oh, I believe. Yeah. it's it's. I think uh, 1929. Um, they are. I think it's now eight. They're an eight-time national champion, or maybe even nine national amateur champion. Uh, it's a club with a lot of history, um, a great youth program, great majors program. It's it's a great club, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, give me, I guess, you know, everyone wants to know who you are. Obviously, you're on the show, so you have a soccer background. You know, give me a little bit, Andy, of your soccer background. Obviously, you know, you're from Germany and you came here in 2009. So, you know, give us a yeah. bit of your soccer background and how, you know, you know, if playing career, coaching career, things like that. Yeah, so I, I went through the youth program from Bayer Leverkusen. Um, 
played there for 12 years and um, went then to other lower league professional leagues in, in Germany. Um, we have to be careful how, you know, professional in Germany is different than professional here. Um, and was always involved with soccer, did soccer-specific fitness after I stopped playing. I really stopped really playing in the lower leagues in Germany before I came to the U.S., so till my mid-30s. Um, I still played in the in the sixth sixth or seventh league uh, when I came when I came over, um, and then here I came over. I was uh, working for the Bavarian Soccer Club. I coached there. Uh, didn't play that much anymore. Uh, had then uh, different with two different clubs, a director of coaching position, um, and then uh, yeah, started started the tour in two thousand fifteen, uh, where we always want to have like paid player, professional players. Well, it's also not. Not that easy. It's always, you know, with the third division status, you need to be careful how you, how you announce this or how you say this. But for me, it was it was clear from the beginning that we don't need another amateur team in Wisconsin. We need to start to have a kind of professional outer team where players get paid or where the expenses get paid, and that's what we're trying to do. And um, from year to year, it's it's getting more and more successful. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would think, you know, especially around here. I mean, I'm from the East Coast. I'm a New York City boy. So, I mean, we have professional sports all over. I mean, the only sport, when you think about it, before you you started the Torrent that was missing was soccer. From Well, I mean, you have college football and all that in Madison and everything. But, I mean, baseball. Milwaukee's a great town. I've been out to Milwaukee several times. Um, as a matter of fact, I was looking at, you know, the Q&A and the press release that you put out. And Sobelman's is one of your sponsors, and that place is fantastic. I've been there so yes. many times before a Brewers game. Uh, their Bloody Marys are fantastic. It's an awesome place to tailgate before a game. So when I saw that, I knew it was the real deal because that place is great. So, so yeah. I, I definitely enjoy going there. But, yeah, I mean, you would think, especially in the Midwest and in that culture with a lot of, you know, in, in, in Wisconsin in general – you know, Scandinavians, Germans, Polish. I mean, soccer's got to be, you know, one of those things that felt like it was missing from the city of Milwaukee. Well, you have, I mean, we have in Milwaukee here for decades the Milwaukee Wave, what is indoor soccer. Yes. Um, we had once the Milwaukee Rampage, and it was actually also coached by our head coach, Kacho Cordoba. Um, it's just, you know... <laughs> I don't, I always, I always, people always say I have to stay positive when I do like podcasts and stuff and interviews, but it's just the truth. Um, it, it's a really tough area here just because people are jealous. Um, if, if, you know, you think with that big soccer community that we have, I mean, we have over 60,000 kids who play in the Southeast of Wisconsin and wow. with having the Milwaukee Torn as one of the highest level of soccer in the city for outdoor football, men and women, you think those clubs come there with their kids to support this. Some clubs, they do this. Some clubs, they, they do not because they don't, you know, it's not their thing. They would like mm. that it's a much higher division. You know, it's a little bit here. How should I always say? It's league over club. So there are many, many people. Mm. They, they support a club as long as it's in the third division rather than a club who tries to work the way up. And I really thought with the hard work that we put in, like I told you before, I mean, normally you have 
clubs that pay their players were owned by people or companies or investors with money. That's not the case here in Milwaukee, you know. Um, But I thought, you know, with the hard work that we put in, because people in Wisconsin are hardworking people. And I thought the identification with it would be much, much higher. I mean, we have great identification, but we, I also know it could be much, much, much more. And this is a little bit the fight that we have to fight here in the city, that it's, that it's league over club, you know? So it doesn't matter who comes in, if it's third division or if it's USL Championship or USL 1, the people are going to wave that scarf no matter what. There, yeah. There's no identification status. And this is what is a little bit annoying but it is, it is what it is. This is how, how, how people are. So you can change them. So we focus on the support that we have. Um, I have to say, and it makes me really proud, we get still every day, even now that we made that, that, that publishing that we don't play, we get daily new followers on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, people are still buying season tickets, even if they know we don't play, just to support us. Because they know, they know what that decision, decision meant for us. You know, you had... You had clubs, they posted about this. Well, we are a soccer club. We do, we're going to do everything possible to play soccer. I mean, this, this hurt my heart so much that we don't play. And, but the players, staff, fans, community, they come first. Without all of those, there wouldn't be a Milwaukee Torrent. And I'd rather sit out for one season than have any scenario going through that somebody gets sick or there is a quarantine again for two weeks and this is what what i think and maybe i am too german for this i don't know (laughs) but i don't understand that so many clubs and even leagues are trying and trying to wait it out and, and and putting people people in danger I mean, this, is, this, this only works as long as somebody really gets sick. And then what? You know, you have, you have all those players that we have. We have dads playing for us. We had moms playing for us. I mean, those yeah. are siblings. They have parents. They have grandparents. I mean, the, 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 the reach out of those people, and, and it's just, for me, it's way too dangerous. I have, like I, like I said in the video or in the, we don't feel that right now that for us, I cannot offer an environment where it's safe to play. Not in May, not in June, not in July, because we don't even know when we reach the peak. And then how do we go back without preventing any setbacks? Right. You know, and, and, then, and then comes the next point when you talk about then you go from the humanity away. You talk about the business side. Now it comes, now we're at a point where you have to make down payments for bus trips, hotels, uh, gear, um, uh, advertising, you know, and this is all stuff. First of all, contracts are are so complicated right now. If you cancel a bus trip two weeks before, you still have to pay 30, 40%, you know, and and then, for example, on the men's side with the NPSL, I mean, we, we would start practicing this coming Monday. So we would have, we needed to reschedule three scrimmages in April. Needed to be rescheduled. And then already, I think on the men's side, in the division itself, 12 games. When do you want to do that? You know, the logistical problems with this. I think teams, club owners, 
they think maybe about, okay, my club alone has to reschedule three games, but this is not how you can think. You have mm -hmm. to think about your whole division. And then suddenly you have just for the month of May and the NPSL, we, I think our first game was supposed to be May, May 9th already. I mean, those are 12 games. 12 games and you only have to the second week or the last game had needed to be played July 11th. So we're talking about if we could play in June, if we could play in June, you have to get 12 games in, in uh, five weeks. <laughs> I think that's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, no, that's insane. And I mean, so, you bring up so many really, really good points. I mean, and first of all, I want to go back to all the way when you started talking about like, dude, be honest with us. Like, we love that. I, I think I speak for, for Donnie too when I say this. Like, we love that honesty and that like brutal, like giving it to us like it is, you know, because I don't think people do that enough um, really in, in any sports discipline, but especially I feel like it's missing a lot of times from, from the lower league soccer community. And I wish people would just give it to us like it is and, and be real with us. Um, so I think that's wow. refreshing, personally. I, um, I appreciate that, but I have to also tell you, it brings me in a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, I do not doubt that. From stories I've heard um, and then stuff that I've done personally with Small World, um, I've, I've personally encountered stuff where, where similar stuff happens, you know, where somebody is willing to speak out and be honest about things and, and they get fined or they get slapped on the wrist or even worse. Um, you know, like yeah. there's, there's a lot of, of containment of that. Um, but I think it's cool that, that you're willing to come on the show and, and be that open with us. Uh, we really appreciate that as fans and, and personally as somebody who just wants to see the game grow. Um, I think that's really important. But um, going back to what you said, like, I, I totally agree. I, I think the, the entire system, and you've seen this having been in Germany and now in the U.S., like in America, it's completely backwards. Um, the, the league over club ideology has never really made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but the way you've described it, and the way it affects Milwaukee Turin, I think, is a, a perfect example of why it doesn't make sense, um, of why you should want to support a club, especially in the lower leagues, because you love that club and what it stands for and because it unites your city um, and because it, it represents you um, and not what league it's in and whether or not it's professional and whether or not you have a $10 million investor in it. Um, it should be more about the people in that club than, than the league it's in. That is correct. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, but I mean, this is how basically the big sports, the U S sports like football, basketball, baseball, how it worked. Yeah. It so is. obviously it is, I mean, this is, then you have to try to cope with it and you try to make the best out of this because yeah, I'm guessing sure. this country, I am a guest in this country and I live and I have to live by the rules. It just, you know, people, people just think this is, this is also easy to just do this. Huh? When, when we come back to, to our decision there. Do you know how many people ask me, well, why don't you wait and play at least a kind of a member's cup? Like what we did last year in the NPSL, what was a tremendous experience, but, and with all the respect to the clubs that are in the NPSL right now, but the member's cup that we had last year, we will probably never had just because of the teams who participated. Mm. I mean, the Milwaukee Torrent and, and the Michigan Stars were probably the, the, the smallest clubs in there. I know we played Napa Valley, who had already a big name. I mean, we don't even talk about the Cosmos, Chattanooga, Detroit. You know, the one thing is also for Milwaukee itself, we put a product on the field that nobody thought we could. Right. And if we now say, okay, we can have, we have the commitments from the players. We have, again, a lot of 
returning players committed to us. But somebody said, well, why don't you get kind of the best players from Milwaukee together? And I said, well, we, this is what we tried to do in the first two or three years. The quality was lower. And you can't say to the people, look, the quality is less on the field this year, but you still have to pay the same amount of money. And, and then the competition that comes to Milwaukee is equal or it's, it's not as good as it was. Again, with all my respect, but that's, again, it's the truth. It's the competition is not as good. And, and people, you can do this. You have, to, you have to stand for your product. And the other thing is, after this time, when this time is over, and if there is any gains, people have to think where they spent their money this year. Right. I mean, it's go, go, to, go to a game. I mean, even if it's like 10, last year, the Members' Cup at Milwaukee it was $12 a game. But if you go with the family, um, you go with a husband, wife, maybe two kids, um, then, then you're at, at 30 bucks. What well, is still not that much, but then you eat something and drink, you're maybe at 50 bucks. People will have to be smarter with the money in the next months. Yeah. And probably even also next year. This is why we hired that sports economist. So, and like I said before, right now being a community club or a club in the community means you put your community first that's and right. right now it is morally wrong to for me to go to my sponsors and say hey pretty shitty how it is sorry my language pretty shitty oh. how the situation is right now uh i support you somehow but we have a contract where's my money you can't do that yeah you, you, ju you just can't and and here's again the point where you see the difference between a club who maybe runs, it doesn't matter if it's WPSL or the NPSL, where you maybe run on a twenty dollars to $40,000 budget, but that's not the Milwaukee Torrent. We run on a six-digit budget. So we need that sponsorship money or we need, we need the money from, 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 the, um, from the gate sale, from the merchandise. It's not like we have a youth program underneath and we, with 600 to 1,000 kids and we just raise 20 bucks a year, the membership fee, and boom, you maybe raise ten to twenty thousand dollars like this. We can't do that. And this is what I think sometimes people don't even think about how much money all of this costs. I mean, I can tell you, for example, last year, now it's a pass, and we can talk about this. Our trip to New York, that game in New York cost us thirty-two thousand dollars. One away game. <laughs> For one match. For one match, uh, but you it's know crazy. what? I love it. Was an unbelievable experience to do that. Yeah, yeah? worth I mean, it. Our two games, our two games, New York and Napa Valley. Those two away games, fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. Those are teams don't. they most of the teams don't even run their NPSL season on a fifty thousand dollar budget. But it was completely worth the money to do. This was an unbelievable experience. I mean. Seeing the, for me as an owner and seeing all the guys, I mean, when we played at the Cosmos and, and we tied that game and nobody bet a dime on us. Nobody. I mean, I remember, I remember that the, the guys who from, from the Cosmos who streamed the game, the commentaries, they said, Milwaukee looks, the only, the only thing that they want to do is get back to the bus and to the hotel, you know, and then we tied them. At, you know, those are moments you, you don't forget and this makes it all work. But to come back to the main point, it's not that easy to do all of this when you have a six-digit budget. That's why I say it's in between third and fourth division. And um, yeah, a community club means to put your community first. And this is what we're doing right now. We put our community first. We don't put anybody in danger. 
not players, not fans, not coaching staff, not volunteers. I am 100% sure that this was the right decision. If there will be games in July, August, September, I don't care. All it takes is one case where people, and, and I don't want to take this risk. I mean, I don't, unfortunately, we also live here in a country where everybody can sue everybody. And, um, <laughs> yes. you know, it only, it only takes to just imagine your daughter plays for me. One of your daughter plays for me, if you have one or not, just an example. She gets sick with the coronavirus. You as a parent, what are you going to do to me? You know, I mean, it's, it's just the risk, the liability risk. My insurance called me, for example, and said, if you play, your insurance policy goes up 500%. Jeez. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with, uh, on the women's side, I think we have, with the most colleges that we use the players from, we have a good relationship. I remember when I, when I, told, when I told the Marquette women's head coach that I made the decision we are not playing, he was relieved because, I mean, this is also you have to think of the future of those young ladies. I mean, they have to go back to college. This is the main thing. The college basically allows us to use their players, what we are thankful for. So we have also responsibility to those colleges. And, um, and, and I could go on and on and on with the, with the health-wise, the circle, how much it is. And, and they're not talking about all the business, the business aspects to look at. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, it seems, you know, coming from a fan and someone that doesn't obviously run a team or anything, any sports fan at all, uh, of course, this would be the year January 31st is when our podcast started. This would be the year that I would start a podcast (laughs) about sports, but you know, I look at it as you have to think of everybody, not just yourself. Like, yeah, I miss sports. I'm a huge hockey and baseball guy as well as soccer. So I'm devastated right now (laughs) because there's nothing to watch. But you know what? You have to sit back and think about everybody that's involved all the way down the line. Like you just pretty much drawn up. It, it, It doesn't matter if, you know, everyone's involved at this point. You got players, you got their family. You, it, it just goes down the line, if you, and, and that's how things happen. So, I mean, kudos to you, I, I mean, for, for doing that and stepping, stepping up and putting that in the right direction because, yeah, I mean, they're still uncertain. Like, we're the official podcast of the uh, South Bend Lions. Um, we have a, a separate podcast for them called River and Roar where we talk everything Lions and, and do everything that way. And USL 2 is, is – League 2 is still, you know – they're unsure what's going to happen. They did come out with a statement and say they will play soccer this year. And, you know, everybody's talking, like I'm talking with, with people here and fans and, you know, whoever. And it's like, I, we just don't, do we hope there is one? Absolutely. But the way this is moving and what it's doing, I mean, the first game was supposed to be on May 15th. I I just don't, I, I I don't know. Now, it's four weeks away. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't know. Do I hope and have my fingers crossed because I want to see sports and I want to watch soccer and I want to see something like I'm missing out on the Euros this year. We're missing out on Champions League final. We're missing out on everything. It is tragic. And I'm a huge Juventus fan. I'm a huge European soccer fan. And, you know, just missing out on 
you know, being an Italian supporter myself, I love watching them play in the Euro. They had, I thought they would have had a good squad. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's going to move to next year. And, but then you have to look at the silver lining. So you look at sports next year in the summer. That's going to pro- probably be the biggest schedule ever. You'll have the Euros and the Summer Olympics going on at the same time. Yeah, correct. That's, that's I mean, that's going to be crazy to watch. But, you know, an, an average person like myself is like, man, no sports at all. Like, who knows what's going to happen? It, it stinks. But again, you know, Andy, kudos. Thanks for, to, thanks for DVR. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank <laughs> goodness. Yeah, and I mean, and, and you know what? People are getting creative. I mean, yeah. look at what we're trying to do. It might not be the biggest thing. Look what, you know, look what Danny did with his March Madness tournament and the, what we're trying to do and, you know, the lower league, you know, E-Cup. And, you know, that's just for soccer. But then you have, you know, the NBA is doing stuff. Major League Baseball is doing something with MLB The Show where they're playing their games out virtually. I mean, people are getting creative. And no, it's not the same thing. But you know what? That's the cards that we're dealt right now. We would, yeah, I, would rather be, I would rather be safe than yeah, push it. Than and go to, that and is so go. true. Yeah, yeah and no, and I mean, that's a great point that you mentioned all the different things that like especially lower league soccer has done. There have been so many cool connections that have come out. I mean, even this podcast, that this in all likelihood would not be happening, at least not as quickly as it's happened without the initiative from Game On to, to make this football manager sim happen. And this connection popped up and not to say that this is a beneficial thing for anybody or or a beneficial thing for soccer, but beneficial things are coming out of it. And when we, when we prioritize people and make that the priority over soccer and playing soccer right now, physically, when it's not safe, good things are still coming out of it. And I think I'll echo what Donnie said, kudos to Milwaukee and, and to Andy for, for what he's doing, because I think a lot of times the term like community focus club gets thrown out everywhere, all over the place. And a lot of times it's deserving, but I think especially it's deserving in this case, because this is a club that's looking at what can we do? What have we always done to help our community? And what is the best decision for our community right now? Not for our finances, not for our own glory, our own success. What is the best move for our community? And that might look different for every club. That's not to say that everybody should do exactly what the Torrent's doing because it, it might not be the best decision for them. But for the Torrent, I mean, it, it's the right decision. It was made quickly. It was made very, very, uh, it really earlier than anybody else. Um, and it was, it's just been so cool to hear from Andy how determined he's been and how determined the whole organization has been to just serve this community in exactly the way they need it. I mean, that's, if that's not community focused, I don't know what is. Exactly. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We are, um, like I said, it's, you know, because, um, I mean, I'm, I am really loyal to the city, uh, this, right. or, or the country in general. I mean, um, I came here 10 years ago. Uh, the people of Milwaukee, they, they, they welcomed me with open arms. Uh, the city gave me chances, or this country gave me chances. And um, you, just, you just have to give back with all of this, you know. And um, like I said, it's not that we are not owned by, by somebody with, with, with millions of dollars who says, yeah, I don't care, we're going to do this. It, 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 you have to put the community first. Specifically now, now we'll come back, and I know you guys were interested when we talked with, um, with that sports economist. Mm. Um, yes. 
about that, that also this gentleman, um, he teaches at UW in medicine. Um, this gentleman, he, he is very concerned even about 2021 about sponsorship monies. Because obviously we are in the lower leagues. We don't get a TV cut. I mean, not that there's really a TV deal for USL1 or USL2, uh, but um, he is very, very concerned about um, how do we approach even our current sponsors um, for the next season. Because one, one thing is crystal clear. Every company, it doesn't matter which company it is, they are still going to have um, money in their budget for marketing and for advertising. But they will look twice from now on who do they give their money or in what do they give it to rather to American football or to soccer? You know, this will be a really, really big problem specifically when you have like an organization like, uh, like torrent uh, who has to work with a, in, in a lower league with a six digit budget. And we're not maybe, and I don't know, maybe we will be forced to say, okay, 2021, we have to play completely with college players. Um, we, we don't know this yet, but this is also something that we already think about in 2021. What can we do to get our paid players to keep them here in Milwaukee to have again an extended season? Um, how, however it is, obviously we cannot apply for third division this year. This is not going to happen. Um, because of it, uh, we were on a, on a good way before all of this happened. Um, but again, it is something good we hope will come out of this. Um, but um, the, the sports economist also said one thing for sure that was the first thing he said when we gave, I mean, we gave him all the numbers. He went through everything with us, season ticket sales and, and everything, merchandise sales. He said, First of all, before we talk about really that business, he said, this is the right decision to do. He said there will be clubs, probably, it doesn't matter what sport, um, they will fold because of this. Um, specifically, specifically then when you try to play, because one thing, one thing is here, there, there are some things, um, and this is why, why, why um, for example, the social media director from, from the NPSL, he said, Andy, we don't want that you, that you vanish away or that you get away from the landscape. And I said, it's not going to happen. Only because we don't play here because of this, it's not going to happen that, that people don't think about the Milwaukee Taunt. We have too many followers for this, you know, and we are, we are active every day on social media. It's, it's not going, this is not going to happen. This is why I put in the Q&A, as a, is, when I wrote, is this the end of the Milwaukee Torn? It's of course not the end of the Milwaukee Torn. But again, this can have significant consequences for the future. And for us, the first one is we cannot apply for Division Three status. What is already bad enough? The second thing is right now, we have to start working on how do we get um, everything sold together for 2021 that we can have, again, seven months of soccer because this is what it would have been this year. You know, players would have come in in April. Then you have, let's say, half of April. So you have May, June, July, August, September, October, half of November if you make finals. That's six and a half, that's six and a half months of soccer. I mean, that's the longest running season for any sports in Wisconsin. And I want, I want to provide this. The football season doesn't go that long. Basketball season doesn't go that long. I think the baseball season doesn't go that long. But 
this is what I want to have. I want to have six and a half to seven months of Milwaukee torrents here in Milwaukee. That would be awesome. And that, and that costs money. And people think, uh, yeah, can't be that, that hard. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> you, know, specific, you know, and, and this is now, if there is one good thing that comes with this right now is we have a little bit of time to figure all of this out. And we need time to figure all of this out because the companies, our, our sponsors, they need time to figure all of this out. What are they doing next year? Are they still going to put that money in that they, that they are putting in? And um, there's still, with everything, big question marks for the future. Not mm. of the club, but how are we going to play next year? Will we, can, can we still afford that players come in where we can pay all their expenses? Or does it have to be college players? If it's completely college players, then you obviously have, again, a short season of soccer. And, right. you know, r running a program like this only from May to July, that makes no sense to me. And this is why I said when I started the Torrent, we need something that runs on a professional way and more than just two months. Because, hmm. I mean, I remember when I started with the Bavarians in the NPSL, we really had, I mean, it was, it was 2009, 2010, 2011. There was, first of all, not that many teams. But the NCAA just also gave us more time. We really had a three-month season. And now you need, to be, you need to be done in two months. And then it starts with colleges already that they say, well, we want you back July 1st or July 15th. I had last year at the, um, for the women's team, we had three girls. They left July 1st and they just came the end of May. So now you have to think, this is now another thing that could worst case scenario right now. I mean, the NCAA, they cannot forbid to tell a player not to play in the summer. But the colleges have the, the colleges have the power to say, you get scholarship money for us. We have this situation now. We do not want you to play in the summer. Can you yeah. imagine this would happen? I mean, oh. USL2, completely done. Oh, completely yeah. done. Yeah, and that's, huh? that's one of the things that I think they're facing right now. And why I question, like, I, yeah, again, and, and I repeat this, I hope there's a season because we're excited here in South Bend to get that underway. But, like, let's look at the logistics. I mean, if they push it back to, the, let's say, even – I mean, the first game was going to be mid-May. So let's say they push it back to the beginning of June. That gives yeah. you – it doesn't give you much time. I mean, yeah, they can still make up the games and probably go to the beginning of August. But it just depends on what these guys are wanting back. I mean, all the guys that the Lions have signed so far – it's just been five guys to my knowledge right now, but they're all in college. They're all playing in college. So when that season starts or their training starts, they're obviously going to want them back. Yeah. And I mean, like Andy said, the, the scholarships are so powerful. And when a college has that and they can, they can wield it over a player. I mean, as a college student myself, any scholarship you have is incredibly valuable. I mean, monetarily, but it also keeps you at that school. Um, for a lot of these, especially when they're athletes, um, I'm not a college athlete cause I'm trash at soccer, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, they, a lot of them have full scholarships or something close at really high quality schools. Um, and especially if they're playing semi-pro soccer, you know, NPSL or, or USL two or whatever it is, um, they're coming from pretty good schools that are expensive. And if they don't have that money and, and they choose to, 
um, for whatever reason, try to stick with their club, which, I mean, it, it feels like they should naturally do. Because, I mean, I'm sure there are fans that are listening and generally look at the situation and say, well, why don't they just stick it to the college and say, I want to play with my club? Um, they can't necessarily do that. You know, they lose their scholarship. They lose their spot at that school. Um, and their whole life is just kind of kind of upended. Um, so it's definitely a, a tough situation. Uh, and looking at this year specifically, if that happens again, and I, I don't see any indication why it wouldn't, um, why colleges wouldn't want uh, their players back as early as they have in the last couple of years, um, it, it might be a month, a month and a half of playing time. And it's just, it's not enough. It, maybe if you cancel the playoffs, which I think the WPSL already has done. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's kind of not even the same anyway. You know, like if you cancel the playoffs, like why are you even having a regular season? You know, it's just, it's, it's not really the same. Um, yeah. So even if they do come back, you know, it won't be the same season. Um, I had, I had, sorry, I had, uh, I had one, one girl called me and said, coach, my college coach said that if we don't do regionals and nationals, he doesn't want me to play at all. And he wants me to be back. <laughs> mid-june for captain's <laughs> june oh my goodness yeah, yeah no it's crazy I mean, guys i mean this is now a different thing what if with those lower leagues npsl usl2 wpsl and not not on the girl side first but if really ncaa gets it through with the new soccer season we're gonna have a problem usl2 yeah. is gonna have a problem npsl has a big problem you can't play with college players anymore or maybe only four weeks that's it but that's that's a different thing to, to, to discuss if this really happens. But it's like I said, there are so many things right now yeah. where I think, where I think um, clubs don't even think about this. What, what all belongs with them. Maybe because they just have a lower budget. I mean, I know teams that play in the NPSL for $20,000. I have no clue how they do that. I have no idea. I mean, even if, if we wouldn't pay the expenses for the players, I have no idea how this works. I mean, yeah, I know that some clubs, they have ministries to the church. I have no idea how yeah. this works. Um, I mean, great, great for them. Um, but like I said, we, we, are, we have a specific product that we yearly, from year to year, we continue. And when I think about when we started in 2016 and where we were in 2019, it's day and night. And, and we, we are proud of this in Milwaukee. Um, but we're also, like I said, there were many clubs that said, well, we want to play soccer. We are a soccer club and we try to hang this out. Well, you have only one life. You know, when I talked with my coach, with Cacho Cordoba, he said from the first second, he said, Andy, you do the right decision. We have only one life. And, mm. and I mean, he, this poor guy, he is already in his house for six weeks. You know, he's already in the is already in his 60s. Um, I don't know if you know him, Kacho Cordoba, former player from Boca Juniors. Uh, he played with Maradona and but really successful. He coached in the MLS. Uh, we yeah. are blessed that we, that we have him. But he said, Andy, let other people talk, let other organizations say on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever they want. He said, you did the right decision. You put, you put humans first. And... Um, yeah, trust me. I'm sitting here every day, every day in my head and say, oh, Lord, what would I give? If we, because like I said, Monday would be first practice. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous and it's, it's too much on the line. Right. Yeah. I, I honestly think, I honestly think at the end of the day, when all this is done, 
and you look at, you know, how people look at the MPSL and how people look at the Milwaukee Torrent, they're going to look at you and applaud you for making that decision and being the pioneer of that. Decision. I sure hope they do. Yeah, because it's not every day. And I understand, you know, leagues are different and, you know, everybody, all, all sports is, is done right now. There's nothing going on. But at the end of the day, when you make that decision and you put the well-being of a human ahead of the well-being of your pockets, that to me says volumes of the, not only of the person you are, but the organization, the organization that you're running. And Thank I mean, that's just, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, just sitting here talking, I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, I don't, I don't run a team. I run, I, I work and I, I run a podcast for free. So I don't yeah. know the ins and outs of, you know, what you're going through. So for, I'm assuming that it could, it, it's probably a huge and extremely tough decision to make to say, you know what, listen, we're not going to play. We're going to lose profit, but you know what? I'm taking my players and their families into my hands. I can't do that. So, I mean, not, you know, I've said it before and, and Danny said it. I mean, that's just, that's just an awesome thing that you're doing. Yeah, and I, hope, I really hope that that's showcased and I'm glad that you can do this here and, and we'll put it out there. And, you know, to everyone in Milwaukee and in the Midwest alone, I mean, hopefully people hear this and understand, like, it's not, it's not about the money. It's not about anything. It's about the human race at this point. Like, this is mm. a serious thing. Like, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it, I mean, I'm from New York City. I have friends there that I worry about yeah. every day. My grandmother the other day just contracted COVID-19, her whole floor in the nursing home did. I mean, she's 94, but I mean, that's crazy. You don't think you can be affected by it. And then you sit back and just like the domino effect, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it's a crazy situation. It's unprecedented. Nothing in this, no one in this country ever, regardless of age has ever seen anything like it. I mean, we've, we've had several episodes here on game on about this. It's almost like we're getting sick of talking about it, but unfortunately, <laughs> what what the hell else are you going to talk about? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it's um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear this with your grandma. It's um, yeah. I mean, I can I can give you an example. We had, you know, how hard this is to to tell a player that would have. I mean, it's it's obviously it's not a professional, officially a professional contract, but we have a player that comes from would come from way out of the state. Mm. and said coach I want to play for you I, I followed you and I said okay let's negotiate and he said I don't want anything just give me an air mattress to sleep on you know wow, wow. even finding finding this mentality um, we have unfortunately many many players they think only because they can pass the ball straight over five yards that they need $1,500 and free houses yeah, yeah. It's again speaking the truth. What some people probably will hate, but that's just how it is. Where you right. where you think, I you know I get contacted by an 18 year old with no history, <laughs> no playing history, <laughs> not even college, and he asked me, well, how much money will I make? I said, well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then I then you ask this player, explain me why why you should earn any money or why should I pay any expenses of you? And then obviously you hear silence on the phone. You know, yeah. this unfortunately yeah. this, this happens so often. Right. And this was one of the things in the first two, three years in Milwaukee 
that we had to battle. We had players on the team only because they knew they get money. Mm. That's all. That's all they wanted. And, um, and, 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 but then you have those players like, um, like the guy who said, just give me the air mattress. I just want to play for you. I want to, because they understand what's behind it. Or, or a guy who mm. leaves, who leaves, for example, last year, um, um, Sebastian Schiacchetti, who leaves Argentina, right? Wow. And, and, and his wife, and I think his, his, his son was just 18 months or maybe two years. Wow. To, to come to Milwaukee to present, obviously, with the dream, yeah, with the dream mm-hmm. to, to make some money in the US and represent the city of Milwaukee, and they don't even get the knowledge in that city that they deserve, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and those, those players, this is, this is what we right now, it is the hardest thing to tell those guys, we're not playing, I'm sorry. You know, they, they had a contract. They, they, one, one of the guys had already his flight ticket to come to Milwaukee. Wow. You know, and, and I, I mean, there's nothing harder than I made a video for the players. Um, what for me personally is always, you know, when the women's team, I still coach the women's team. I didn't want to coach them this year. But the girls said when I told them last year in one of the last practices, I'm probably not going to coach. They said, if you don't coach, we're not going to come back. You know, wow. and, and wow. so I did really, I taped a 10 minute video and sent that video to every player. And um, I am a really, I'm German. I'm a really emotional guy. You know, when I think I have to cry, I cry. That's just how it is. And specifically with, with the women, with the women's team, because they play with so much. I don't mean this now again in a disrespectful way, but they just play different when they come to the club. Because it's, I think they feel less pressure when they play in the WPSL than in the colleges. And then, you know, in colleges, there are so many girls who don't get playing time in college. And, you know, we enjoy this. We practice in the morning. We have so much fun. Um, we are really one of the teams. We actually enjoy the travel because it's just the memories that you make when you travel. Um, it's just amazing. We had two years ago, we played against the Minnesota Twin Stars. It was a game, we had over 100 degrees. We had only, only 11 girls going, and two of those girls were goalkeepers. You know, we, <laughs> we, tie, we tied this game 1-1. It was wow. amazing. But then, you know, we went to a little town called Minnetonka, what is a really wealthy town right at the lake, unbelievable. We had the best ice cream ever. You know, it was ice cream for including the bus driver and coach. Maybe I bought 15 or 16 uh, ice creams. It was almost a hundred bucks. You know, it was, oh the most ex- it was the most expensive ice cream I've ever bought. But, you know, to see, to look, when we were sitting there eating that ice cream and everybody said, oh man, this is so amazing. This, you know, then the money again is completely irrelevant. But those memories that you create, those are memories that the players, the coach, the fans, not even the bus driver forgets. Yeah. You know, that bus driver, that bus driver after this trip called me and said, I want to drive you all the time. Please request that I can drive with you. And, and this is the thing where, where you put the complete business, side, business of, the, of, the, of the soccer world by side because you create moments. 
And it is so hard for me this year that I cannot create those moments because this is what I live for. This is what I live for, to give those boys and girls, or men and women, however you want to call it, I give them something to look forward to. I give them something to work hard. It's something to be successful. I mean, we had this year from our team last year, three, three players went, went to NISA. I mean, that's a success for us that we, could, that we could say, hey, we developed you, you play NISA. That is awesome. Wow. And this was such a hard decision to send this video to those young men and women. And I just, I just hope, and I told them, look, we, we don't cancel the season so that you go and play somewhere else. We cancel the season that you stay healthy, that you are safe. So um, I, I, I think most of them, they got, they got my message and they understand this. So we got, we got from the players no negatives. I think they understand and they know how hard this is for me. And mm -hmm. trust me, I'm still chewing on that decision. Um, but after, really after I talked with that, what was like three or four days after um, I talked to the, after the decision, I, we had the conversation with that sports economist. Um, then I was absolutely, absolutely sure this is the right decision on, on, any, on any subject. And then you, know, then you start also talking with lawyers. Liability, what if? I mean, I'm a green card holder. You know, this could be the worst case if somebody gets sick, I have to leave the country. You know, I, my green card is supposed to get renewed 2023. And, and you know, you, they can only, they can only um, um, don't, they're, they're not renewing the green card if there is like a felony or something, or there is something bad against you. I mean, I, I can't risk that. I can't. Again, yeah. for the whole organization, you know. Um, but trust me, it is really hard to tell those players that decision. And I wanted to tell them earlier, um, I, I could not because there were some things with the league. The league didn't want me to publish this early. They said, well, why don't you just tell the players? But then you also know that, I mean, they're young people, they talk. Yeah. And I said, do you rather want me to make a statement or one of my players, you know? So, um, yeah, but trust me, this was one of the toughest things I ever had to do, send out that video. Yeah, I'm sure. I can it's imagine. Crazy. So, I mean, uh, I guess, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a, of a peppier subject of what I wanted to ask you. I mean, we know, you know, the doom and gloom of it all and, you know, how horrible it is to do this. And it, it, it sucks. It really does. And, and I can understand from your standpoint and then from the fans and players. But what is, you know, what are, what are the Milwaukee Torrent doing to stay relevant in the community at this point? I know it's tough. There's no gatherings or anything, obviously. So you can't do like charity work. I mean, you can, but you know, not as a group. You know, what what are what are the Milwaukee Torrent doing in the city of Milwaukee now to stay relevant and and keeping you know so people know that they're still there? Well, we try we try to be there for some of our sponsors right now. Um, that we that we promote them doing stuff for them. Um, not only on social media, you know, we do much more things than we publish on social media, just because sometimes you just do things not to, you, know, you need to be careful what you put out on social media because as people think you put, or you do this only so that you, that people start to like you. So, um, I mean, I, I can tell you, we're still doing our, we do our virtual training for the Boys and Girls Club. Um, we have, we have a contract with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee where we are in charge of the CLC program. 
Instagram soccer. Um, this is wow. something that, that a lot of people know, but it's not really something that we put out there once a week. Um, so uh, we served last year over 4,000 kids in the Milwaukee area for soccer. That for is free. Awesome. And we do, we do the virtual practice for them. So we make, we make videos for them that the kids do. We have some normal schools that, that we work with. And um, so for our fans right now, and this will be, this will be published tomorrow after the show. We, like I said, I promise you, we do this for you first. We made the decision to um, start a Milwaukee Torrent Esports team. And um, the really cool thing about this is this will be not only one player, this will be up to 25 players. Wow. Um, there, will be, there will be more uh, more information, more information to come pretty, pretty soon about this. Um, but you are the first guys that, that we tell you. I think obviously we all know Torrent Esports is a big thing. Um, we just had, last week we did for the first time the Torrent E-Cup for Xbox. Um, currently we have uh, registration is open for a little tournament um, for PlayStation 4. Maybe one of you gentlemen can join if you play. Um, so, yeah, so this is all the information is on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, maybe you're even interested in trying out. We're going to have official tryouts for our esports teams, uh, esports team. Um, cause like I really said, we really need 20 players. It is the really cool thing about this. Um, and I'm really excited to do this. Um, this is, uh, this doesn't involve any cost. What is also really nice, um, specifically i don't want that people think okay they're not gonna play soccer but they put money into esports that doesn't cost us anything um and also i made the decision to do this it will be another platform for our sponsors to help them um yeah that's smart to get to get a little bit um um, um advertisement on a platform that they maybe probably didn't even think of right now um but we are really happy to do this. And, and then we just have to see how the next months go. I, like I said, there is, we are not going to play August, whatever happens, if there is a members cup, um, we're not going to do this. So we will be, we have a lot of work to do um, to prepare for 2021. In that time, we will be seen and we will working in the community um, like we do before. Uh, right now more virtual I hope once it goes we can go outside again we go back to the schools we go back to the boys and girls clubs we go back to the other soccer clubs that we support and we will be always busy I, I mean I can't believe right now um, I'm really every day like between 8 and 12 hours on the phone what I didn't didn't think I would do before uh, with this but um, but it, it is I mean we do grant applications for our foundation we have this, this big camp coming up with Bayer Leverkusen um, in, in the summer that we, that we still hope we could do this. This camp is so awesome. We're going to have, we're going to have five coaches. Now, let me rephrase this. We're going to have three coaches and two Bayer Leverkusen women Bundesliga player coming. Wow. wow. So I do this camp every year. We have uh, 100 scholarships in the morning. This is a morning session for 100 kids from the Boys and Girls Club. They don't have to pay one dime for that. And then um, there's an afternoon session for the kids who are, who are playing soccer. Um, and there is, this has to be planned. I mean, it is already planned, but 
there's obviously also a big question mark behind this. And currently I work on a plan B, C, and D, what basically means if we can go out, we have a facility, we're going, this camp will be at a, at a soccer park where we have several fields available. So if government says you can do practices, but not more than 10 kids a group, and it has to be this and this distance, it is possible to do. So I'm working on this right now. But then the next thing is, are the coaches from Germany allowed to come in? They're supposed to come in on June 19th, you know? That's then the next thing. And then if this doesn't work, can we do this camp in October? Because I do not want to cancel this camp. This is an opportunity, as you, as you can believe, if Bayer Leverkusen yeah. sends their coach. And those are really, I do this camp now, it would be this year, uh, the ninth time in a row. Um, those are really their coaches. And again, I mean, who can, who can have that, that two, two female Bundesliga players coming in? One of them actually can call herself a world champion. She won with Germany the Under-20 World Cup in wow. Canada. 2014. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this is an unbelievable opportunity that, that we work on the side and we, we post and publish this sometimes, but you know, it's nothing that you put out once a week or something because people who support us, they know this is going to happen, but there's so much work again. You have, you have to think, you have to think of the next year. Okay, what are we going to do? We told the players, doesn't matter if it's female or male, we grandfather their contracts in for next year. So now you have to think if, it's, if it hits August, September, are they going to take this offer? Are they going to do something else? You know, I mean, there is so much, so much we have to do. But as of right now, our community comes first. Yeah, that's, that sounds like that was, I wasn't expecting to be that loaded of a question, but you are doing a lot. <laughs> there is a lot going on with the Milwaukee Torrent. And that is, that's awesome. The, to just to keep relevant and 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 keep busy. And I mean, you sound like you're still working long days on the phone. So, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 something to to you know. I don't know. I, it, it's it's just a crazy you know, situation. There is there is no break, and you can ask. I mean, I don't want to be here like a, like a holy person, but for example, when when I talked with that um, with that uh, sports economist. The first thing I did after is I called um, four of my close friends who also have soccer clubs, who are actually our opponents. So they will be on, in, the, in the North Division, the NPSL, and okay. told them, hey, I just had this conversation. Let's get a phone conference together and I give you the input. I mean, that's just what you also do to take care of each other. I called the WPSL, told them the same. If they're interested, let me know. I give you information. You know, I mean, it's just... You know, in Germany, there is a there is a thing, there is a there is a, a a soccer hashtag for that fans made. It says, "In the colors apart, but um, how does it um, but for the for the for the thing a union, and this thing is soccer. So you may be your club has obviously it means that your club has different colors, but." For the game, for the love that we all love for the game of soccer, you become a union to go through this together. And, um, and this is why, why I try to support my friends here who have clubs and give them also those information. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome because you can assume that some people wouldn't pass that on to other clubs and teams and just keep that information for themselves. And that's, I mean, that's, 
that's awesome of you to do that and, you know, help out not only, you know, your team, but the soccer community as well with that information. I mean, it, it, it's not every day that that, that happens. And, and I mean, it speaks volumes of the person that you are, Andy, and, you know, the organization that you run, like I said earlier. I mean, I'm super impressed. I know, I know we had a phone conversation, but it was brief. But just sitting here talking to you is the type of person you are and the owner that you are and how you invest in the club and, and, and its players and families and just down the line. I mean, that's awesome. I think that, you know, it, it, that needs to be, you know, across the board with everybody. I mean, I can tell you from, from personal experience, like I said, we are the official podcast of the South Bend Lions. But, I mean, those guys there, the, the guys that are starting the team and just everybody has been amazing to sit and talk to and work with. So, I mean, that's been awesome. So, I mean, and the players that they're signing, like you said, you know, the type of, you know, the guy that wanted to sleep on a mattress and not make anything. I mean, that's awesome. And it, and it seems as though the Lions are going the same route. I, I've spoken to three players so far to the five that they signed and just all three of them have been just character guys. And I, I always tell them like, it's not about, you know, it is what it is about what you can do on the field, but more so the type of person you are off of it and your mindset, what you bring to the team and, and how you embody the team. And I think that, that's right. I, I think that that's just a huge thing and people lose sight of that sometimes. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I don't know how much time we have left, um, but I do want to try to, to get this question into before we finish. Um, sure. And and hopefully this is a more lighthearted question. I know we've we've uh, tackled a lot of, of uh, tougher stuff with a lot of uh, um, of really uh, difficult uh, answers and things like that. But uh, I saw in the uh, official press release from last month uh, from the Torrent that you guys might be considering a uh, logo redesign, and uh, I'm very intrigued by that. Honestly, I have to say I was a little surprised because I love y'all's logo as it is but I will never complain uh, with the new lower league soccer redesign. Uh, Andy, can you, can you give us a little bit of, uh, of insight on that? What you guys might be looking to do with the redesign, um, why that came about um, and, and any, uh, any information for us on that? Um, so when I started the torrent, um, I needed to come up with a logo pretty quickly. And, you know, many people don't even know, See here, so you live, we, are, we are in Wisconsin, and you have to know, I personally, I don't drink. So, and the first thing I said, I don't want to have to do anything with beer, with, <laughs> with, chi- with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You're already narrowing it down. <laughs> and bricks, because Milwaukee is also famous for the bricks. So, right. so then the gentleman who helped me, he said he had something in his, in his drawer, what I liked from the first day, and he said the Milwaukee Torrent. And it is because of Lake Michigan, everybody needs water. Milwaukee is the clean water city of the US, and it's just powerful. And first I thought, ah, oh, we have the Milwaukee wave, you know, but, but I know, what I knew is when we had this conversation, Torrent stands also for something completely different that many people in Milwaukee don't even know. And the largest fire ship ever was in the US was working in, um, in, in, the, in the 20s and the 30s and in the 40s on the Milwaukee River. And the name of the ship was Torrent. Oh, wow. Wow. 
so what I was thinking right now is maybe we don't know. I know I want a different logo because I think we can do better. But that doesn't mean that this logo will be changed. I have, I share the, the opinion like, like some of the people that I talked that I don't think it is bad to have a secondary or maybe even a third logo for specific themes that you have. You know, I, I see right now the Milwaukee Bucks. They come out yeah. with different logos. So you always have that, that one main logo. And then for specific things, you do, you know, you do, you do specific themes with, with a logo. And um, I, I want to play with that idea. I, it, right now, I'm pretty open to everything. Um, I want to rebrand this. We're also going to have a slightly, I mean, I can tell you this. The Milwaukee Torrent will change the name to FC Milwaukee Torrent. This is going oh, really? to happen. Yes. Okay. Okay. Be- I like because, that. Because right now it, it, is, it is the time, you know, at the beginning, um, specifically, uh, you know, when we started, I didn't want to call it football club because we had only one team. Uh, one mm. team is not a club exactly, you know. Right. But now with the, we have the women's team. We do so much stuff with the camps and we do this stuff with the trip to Germany that we always do to Bayer Leverkusen. We didn't even talk about that trip yet. Um, but it is a club and it is something where people look forward to. And this is why I think it's time that we, that we rename to um, FC Milwaukee Torn. And I want to, people ask some people celebrate from the board. They said, should we do FC or SC? I don't like, I don't like the name soccer. It is football. <laughs> so for me anywhere as a German anyway so and then if you if you look through club registers registrations I don't know again why this is here in the US that we put the FC or SC at the end of the name you do the meaning of the club at the beginning you have yeah. CF Barcelona what stands for club de football you know or AC or FC it always comes before the name so we will change it for sure to FC Milwaukee Torrent um what also means already you have to think about if you rebrand this, you have to change your whole merchandise inventory. Yeah, it's true. Our, our merchandise inventory is, as I think I have right now in the house, $30,000, dollars $30, merchandise. Wow. Wow. So this That's has, a lot. This has, yeah, this needs to be restocked. That is a lot of money. And yeah. Um, so, and with the logo, some people really like it. Some people say it is weak. Um, so I have some ideas. Our, our graphic designer had came up with some beautiful ideas so far. Um, we, we are maybe thinking, maybe even do this, make this like a public, a public announcement that people can, can help us and, and say, look, create a logo, come up with your ideas, send it to us. And what, eh, maybe, maybe we pick it. And if we pick it, you have a lifelong season ticket to the Milwaukee Torch. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, people would jump on that. That'd be fun. Definitely for sure. Those are, I mean, I know I know that one of our board members uh, said, "Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't involve the public to to do to create a logo, but here's the thing. I am not from Milwaukee. Okay? I love this city. I am home here, but I am not from here. Hmm. There's for sure so much history of the city uh, that we could I mean, I mean, I don't want to say now we're going to put a fire ship in our logo, you know, <laughs> right. but, but just to have the name Torrent connected to this history of Milwaukee. And many people don't even know that, 
you know, and, mm. and I think if you look for, you want identification of teams, you need to see that people can identify with the logo. Right. You know, and um, right now we are working on this, how we can, how we publish this, how we get the people involved. Uh, like I said, it doesn't mean that our current logo, that it goes away 100%. Like I said, maybe a secondary logo. I, I also was thinking, you know what would be pretty cool? You have your home jersey with one logo, the away jersey with a different logo. Oh, that would be another level cool. That'd be and like you said, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago the Milwaukee Bucks, and I mean that's that's really a, an American sports thing for sure. In in a lot of major leagues, is to have different logos and and to be able to put them in different things. And I mean, you, it, when you have a second logo or, a, or even a third logo, there's so many things you can do from there. You know, you can come out with like limited edition stuff and and have certain special occasions where you throw in a new logo. I mean, there, there are endless opportunities for that. That excites me so much. I'm glad I asked I can, that now. I can tell you our, our eSports logo is completely different. Oh, really? Yes, it will be a completely different logo. That's cool. You will, we will, like I said, we publish it. If you guys, um, um, a few hours after we publish this show, because like I promised you, you will be the first guys where we, where we say this. Then a few hours after, we're going to publish this. And then just, I mean, if you guys, if you guys want to create something, if you have some ideas, even that you're not from Milwaukee, send them over to me. So like I said, um, we're open to everything. Doesn't mean that it goes away completely. Maybe it stays. Maybe this is a home, home uh, jersey uh, logo, away jersey. I really like that idea a lot. I've played for yeah. this since months in my head. Um, but yeah, and you can, you, you do, you do a logo just for Facebook. You do a logo just for Twitter. You do a logo just for Instagram. I mean, the re the sky is the limit, right? Yeah, it is. That's I mean, right. I mean, look at baseball, look at baseball teams. Some of these teams have 10, 12 logos, just, you know, whatever, a special Jersey, third Jersey. They have like six different jerseys. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Hockey's the same yeah. way. Hockey's the same way. I mean, you have several different logos that they put out. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see why. I mean, I know it, from what I understand, I know soccer and soccer teams, especially in Europe, they have one logo, they stick to it. But, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not, in, we're not in Europe. And, and if you want to appeal, you know, I'm all about growing the sport of soccer in America. It's, it's, it's been one of my biggest passions since I was a little kid. I can remember going downstairs to my great-grandma's little – place at my grandparents house and watching Juventus on RAI TV and yep. learning Italian just by watching that oh, that's awesome. <laughs> not, not just by hearing them speak it but just learning it by by watching you know Juventus and then you know I've been to several competitions I was in Germany for a month in 2000 and 2006 for the World Cup sorry oh, you, know, man. you know sorry uh you know, for That's Germany, right. but I'm an Italian <laughs> supporter, so I mean that was okay. huge for me. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm I'm a big soccer guy. I was in South Africa in 2010 for a month. I mean, it was just it's just a blast for me. And unfortunately, we stunk it up in South Africa, so that was yeah. a way to trip. But I mean, we I, I've been watching it since I was a little kid, so it's awesome that I've kind of made this circle and made this connection to lower leagues and in the u.s because i think in this climate now even in europe the lower leagues are getting a lot of press 
a lot of the lower yes. are getting a lot. Like yeah. they just had, I don't know if anyone watched that documentary about Sunderland on Netflix. Yeah, the Sunderland yeah. Till I Die is that one? Yeah, and it yeah. was yeah. pretty eye-opening. Like, for yeah, I mean, and, that's, and that's what happens when you have club over league. I'll just put that out there. I mean, that's, that's the kind of fan base that is showing the rest of the world how soccer should be followed. I yep. think if we had fan bases that supported their club, and we have a few in the U.S., but not enough. I think if we have more Sunderlands in the United States, our soccer climate would be so much more enjoyable, so much more – it'd be so much more fun. I would love to see that. Without, I agree. Without, yeah, without a doubt. And, and, I mean, when I first came to the Midwest from New York, I lived in Ann Arbor in Michigan, and my wife worked with a guy that helped start Detroit FC, Detroit City. Oh, wow. And – that just took off. Oh yeah, and they are like I've never, I've I've never been to a game, but I've seen pictures from people that go. Like I have friends that'll go, and that just looks like an amazing atmosphere. Oh yeah, something. Yeah. And and that's sort of what I'm hoping. And you know, I can't speak on on management or anyone, but here in South Bend, we have a passionate fan base for sports. Like you take Notre Dame or you take. We have the minor league baseball team for the Cubs here, the single A team, the South Bend Cubs. They just won the championship this year. And just our hunger for sports here is so wide. And being so close to Chicago and, you know, having Cubs fans and all that stuff. And I just, I hope that it grows just like that. And that's why I'm hoping to, you know, us being a part of it here with Game On and doing all that. Like, we're just trying to help it grow and grow into something much bigger than, than, you know, other things. Cause I, I watching Detroit city is just, I, I've, it went from a club that just started. I remember signing up for the fan page and everything to now it's just a huge thing. Yeah. It's enormous. It's, you want to, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. yeah. And people in Detroit hate this. <laughs> before the owners started Detroit, guess who they saw and come to talk about this. I'm going to assume drove, you. Yeah, they drove to Milwaukee <laughs> and talked with me about the whole NPSL and wow. what the plan is. And if you talk with them today about this, they kind of deny it or just, ah, nobody wants <laughs> to know that. You know, it's, it's funny. It's funny. But it's, it's unbelievable what they did. We played them three times um, in the last three years, obviously, in the league. And last year in the Members' Cup. That's, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. It doesn't matter. See, and this is... And this is, and, and I'm going to say something now pro Detroit. There are always so many people who complain about their fans, about their chance. But you know what? This is football. Yeah. yeah this that's is right. exactly how it is. <laughs> I mean, do they drop F bombs? Yes, they do. But you, this is just how this sports is. You know, I mean, I had so many. I think this, yeah, this year they had a, they had a flag. Where my counterfeit, my face was on a carton of milk and said, Who is Davi? Because I had a stadium van, you know? But, <laughs> I mean, and I was at the same time the game was, guess where I watched this game? In their clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many Detroit fans, and yeah. they suddenly said, Are you one of the coolest guys ever? Because obviously they don't know me, you know? You, you also, when you do something like this, you need to protect yourself. So many right. people think I'm arrogant or I'm hard to work with. Well, there are many people who just have their hands in my pocket. I need to protect myself. 
you know so you need to be a little bit more distance or come over a little bit like kind of a little ass you know um but that's that's just unfortunately how it is in this society but uh, it is unbelievable with detroit but also chattanooga yeah i mean look chattanooga i think i mean with with tim kelly and and all those guys um I mean, it's it's just it's just great what what they did, what they are, the followership that they have. I oh, mean, look, yeah. they, they have the the Red Wolves, a US one team in the city, and pff, nobody gives a crap about yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. You it know, really... and, I mean, and then it's it's just yeah, those those two teams are pretty. And I think I really like Arik um, from uh, Napa Napa Valley. He, they do a great job. I don't know if you guys follow those guys. They also have, they don't have that fellowship yet, but they have an unbelievable leadership um, in the club, also with money. I think this will be one of the next teams uh, that maybe could go in the third division. I don't, I don't know if they really do this because obviously the, the teams that played the Members Cup, um, all of our goal obviously was to go in the third division. And the only right. teams that didn't, didn't go is, is Napa and us. Um, so, and then you still have the, the Cosmos kind of Cosmos situation with Nisa in the fall. Um, but the interesting part also about this is since the Members Cup was played, I mean, when we did the Members Cup, we all said we are all in the same boat. We are family. We have to support each other. Members Cup last game was played. I never heard one word from any of those guys. Wow. That's unfortunate also how it is, right? The end, it is again where you say everybody is for himself. And, and, this, is, and this is why I'm sometimes the way I am. You, you know, you, you trust people. They think they support you. And um, yeah, um, it's just unfortunate how it is. I mean, everybody yeah. is for himself. And, yeah, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's sad because getting that Members Cup together, that was so much work. I think I was flying three or four times to New York we weekly weekly conference calls we put so many hours in there um i think it's then just sad because because if you think if you have like lower clubs or smaller clubs like milwaukee or napa valley who make it possible for detroit for chattanooga and for the cosmos to really have an extended season and right. we give them games i mean it was not that they that they killed us i mean detroit never scored on us we scored for them the Cosmos 2-2 two, two and 1-2, Chattanooga 1-1 one, one and 2-0, you know, um, so that they then say, okay, season is done, goodbye. Out of mind, out of sight, you know, that, that, yeah. I, that is one thing that I think is also one part in the soccer community that is different here in America than, than it is overseas. There yeah, is more, there's more, I mean, just, just look what, what Leverkusen, Dortmund, Leipzig and Munich did. They give out $20 million to the rest of the league to support right. of their of their Champions League money. That is not what I expected from the clubs. I just I just give this as an example how a whole team, how a whole league supports each other so that they maintain and that they can still play another season or yeah. to help each other. You know? Yeah the mentality is different for sure. The, men <laughs> the mentality is different. There is you are you are an opponent or you are a competitor. But hey, if you are not in the league, I have no competition, hmm. you know? So, and this is why they make, I mean, one of the biggest rivalries is maybe not even when I see like Leverkusen and Cologne, because I'm from Leverkusen, obviously, 
there is a rivalry. Everybody says always about like Barca, Madrid or Celtic Rangers. I mean, it's obviously not that big, but that's a rivalry. We visited this game a few years ago. I always go on spring break. I was supposed right now to be in Germany with the, with the group of 13, 14 year olds where we visit Bayer Leverkusen for one week, where we use their facilities, their coaches. We're wow. supposed to see Leverkusen Munich next weekend, you know, um, um, where, uh, where the kids saw that game and, and they thought it's a war, <laughs> you know, uh, but still on a friendly way. I mean, you, you, you yell at each other, you, you, you swear at each other, the game is over, and then you still look that both teams survived because you want to have those derbies in a season. You do not want that really Cologne gets relegated into the second division because then you miss out a derby, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and this, is, this is what, um, and again, I, I say it how it is. Um, this is where I was really disappointed in, in most of those clubs that there's no contact anymore after the members come. Wow. So, but it's, I'm, it's sad, but am I surprised? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I know I can tell you, I've, I've seen a couple of derbies traveling across Europe. I've been to like Roma, Lazio. That's no <laughs> joke. I, I yeah. thought you fear for your life sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. You don't want to wear any colors, light blue or red. Nope. I wear a white nope. shirt or a black shirt and I'm out because yeah. I, I've seen it. I've got, <laughs> it's the whole town of Rome shuts down. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing happens outside of Stadio Olimpico. And then yeah. you go to the game and it's just, you don't know what's going to happen. And there's kind of an uncertainty and you watch the game, but you're also looking at your peripherals because you don't know what's going on. And, yeah. But that, to me, that, that's, that's soccer, though. That's fun. I mean, Belongs I, to it. Yeah, belongs yeah, to it. It's part of it. It's like I, I watched a, it's not a documentary. It's, a, it's about a 53-minute video on YouTube about Celtic and Rangers. Oh, yeah. that's the next one I want to go to. That's an amazing rivalry. And they, they even said it in, in that little documentary type video. They were like, you know, because, you know, the Rangers had a bit of, you know, financial issues. But yeah. you know, it was 50-50 between Celtic fans where they were like, you know, this whole thing with jelly and ice cream and they were all excited that they were getting relegated. And the other team, the other side of it was like, yeah, but then we don't play them. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they're on, you know, it sucks, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, uh, I saw one old firm. I was lucky to see one old firm. Um, there was a player from Bayer Leverkusen who went, who played for Celtic. His name was Andreas Tom. He was uh, a former player from East Germany. And, um, and I knew him and I was lucky. I was really lucky to saw one of the games. And I think it was a game when, when Celtic won three to one, it was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Oh, I um, love it. I love the atmosphere of games. Like, yeah, yeah. You can go to a game and, like, I've been to many Juventus games. And I've been to a Juventus-Inter game and I've been to a, a Juventus-Genoa like game. And it just takes on a different form when it's a rivalry yeah. game as right. opposed to just a game. And that's what, that's what I kind of hope is created here in U.S. lower leagues is because – U.S. fans are passionate. Yeah, they might not be the smartest about soccer, but they're still yeah. – I, I think they are as far it, – it's just not for soccer, unfortunately. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, it, is, it, is, it is tough. I mean, if you we – had, we had the problems that 
that my, my supporters group, the flood, they came to us and they were really, there were people said, Hey, if those guys don't stop chanting, we're not going to come again. But I mean, this is, it, it is soccer. It is, it's, it's that mentality. I mean, you can't only, you can only cheer when you throw, when you throw a, um, a touchdown or you hit a home run. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. and this is always the cool thing. What I really enjoy when I take all those kids and adults to Germany, um, when they see those games and they're just, they're just blown away. You know, I mean, yeah. we were, we went to one game where I showed the kids where like thousands, thousands of Leverkusen supporters followed the team bus when the team bus drove into the stadium and with flares and stuff. And the kids, they said, this is, this is unreal. This is unreal. Or you, it, I remember it was one away game that was still when I was at the Bavarian soccer club where Leverkusen played in Dusseldorf, but it's also a derby. And there were like seven or 8,000 guest fans. The game was in Dusseldorf and we obviously were in the guest section. Um, and our seats were all the way up, all the way up. Yeah. And we needed to walk through those in. They were yelling. The game just started. We were a few minutes. These are things, and again, where I say to come back again to everything, those are memories you create through yeah. soccer, through organizations. And I had, I had this morning, I had um, a phone, uh, a Zoom meeting um, with, uh, with a company that, that provides grants for, for entities. And, and I said to this lady on the phone, I said, I guarantee you, no soccer, uh, no sports in this world connects people the way football does. That's oh, exactly sorry. right. No, no, There's no sport. Look at what it's done. Look at just in this Zoom meeting right now. Yeah. What yeah. we're talking about. Look at the, I can tell you off the bat, I met, I met Danny via Skype. I mean, uh, Twitter, Jesus. So I met him via that, just talking about stuff and getting this yeah. FM, FM sim together. And during the FM sim is how I got in contact with you, Andy. Yeah. And just, yeah. just like that, it's done. And by me, try, like I've, I, have, I have a whole soccer friendship with 20, 30 people that I've traveled to the World Cups and Euro Championships with that I've seen. Like, it's just it, it brings people together as, as a country, depending on the tournament, as a group of people. I mean, yeah, sometimes, I mean, it turns out that it's not the greatest thing, but <laughs> I mean, that's like that with anything. Yeah, that's to be right. honest with you. I mean, at the end of the day, though, I mean, as far as passionate fans go, I think a lot of people are uh, in America, I guess, are ignorant to the fact that on how soccer is. And I think and I've seen it where I've brought people to games. They'd be like, oh, I really don't care. And then you go and they're like, oh, I want to go again. It's like a drug. Yeah. And people don't realize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so true. You know, that happens all the time you know, for me. There is there's another funny thing I can tell you. And this is, I think, like eight or nine years away. Um, when, when NBC started streaming the English Premier League, I know this like it was yesterday. So I um. I was the, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I was the, the guest host in the news for this game. It was the first game that NBC streamed from the English Premier League. And the guy asked me 10 seconds before we go off, the sh off, off air to stream live. He said, so Andy, can you please now explain us why we Americans should sit in front of the TV Watch a game at six o'clock in the morning that can end in a tie. Oh my god! 
and I said to him, do I get another two hours? Yeah, yeah. yeah come and on. he had no clue. He had no idea that I can really talk with him for hours why you should sit down at six o'clock or whatever and watch a game of soccer. Yeah. He could not believe this, but uh, right now he's one of the biggest fans of Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, people don't realize it. it. Is, That's not a 10 second answer. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and you know, another thing to come back to this, when people say, ah, oh, they don't like this with a chance. I personally, I saw more fist fights at Miller Park here in Milwaukee at a baseball <laughs> game than at any soccer game my whole life. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Especially if the Cubs are in town, forget it. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. So no, without a doubt. Yeah. And if those, I mean, if, if you look through those, through those, the people who are in the fence, like I said, Detroit, uh, is it sometimes maybe, uh, is, is it cool when they sing for 10 minutes F Milwaukee? No, it's not cool. But you know what? I mean, if parents and stuff are really so concerned about it, eh, first thing you should do, take the cell phone away from your, from your, from your kids. Yeah. You know? That's um, a great point. I can, I can tell it you, I, yeah, it, it's, I can tell you now, my son doesn't learn the, the, the language he used the other day from me and my wife. <laughs> and, yeah. and he doesn't learn it from a soccer game either. That's no, the thing. No, it, absolutely. No, not at all. And I mean, it's, it, there's so many more bad influences in this world. And, and I mean, I, I don't say that to say that. But it, I totally get it if parents don't want to bring younger kids, especially to a, a game like a Detroit City or something where the fan base is, is very vulgar. But like at the end of the day, that's what you're signing up for. Like, like we've said, that's what soccer is. Like there are so many more negative influences in our world than a soccer supporters group chanting, whatever they want to chant in a match. I'm not going to agree with anything or everything that, that a supporters group is going to say. And I'll say that a lot of the supporters groups, there's a lot that I disagree with them on, but they love soccer and they're supporting it in their way. And I love that. That's what small world is here to do. That's what I love about soccer. Like, that's what makes soccer what it is. People care about it, and they, they express that care in whatever way they want to. And that's a beautiful thing. That should be celebrated. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think and, and Andy, I mean, you definitely gained a fan for the Milwaukee tour. And, but yeah, you gained two. Game on. I can <laughs> tell you that right now. Uh, back, right back at you. <laughs> no, because I mean, I mean, yeah, like I said, we're, we're, we're with the Lions, and that's USL too. But, you know, it's not just because, okay, it's, it's mainly because of the person you are, Andy. Honestly, talking to you and hearing what you did, you know, I said this earlier. I mean, it, it says volumes about the type of person you are and, and yeah. you, know, you know, the type of, you know, people you're bringing on and what you're doing. And you care enough to, you know, to bring a sports analyst in and discuss, you know, what's going on and sharing that information. Right. With, with rivals and people in your division and, you know, colleges and things like that. Just, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It just says volumes about, about a lot of things. And that's, I, that's why I can say you've gained a fan for sure. Like I, when you guys do start playing, I will make the three hour drive and come out there, have a bloody Mary at Sobelman's and come see you <laughs> without a doubt. There you go. Without a doubt. There you go. And I'll echo exactly what, uh, what Donnie's just said. Um, you got a, uh, a friend and uh, a supporter in Small World as well. It's, it's a little bit more than three hours for me, for the record. Uh, probably, probably not a drivable distance from Georgia. a two-and-a-half-hour flight for you. Yeah, yeah. 
Where, yeah, maybe where do you north. live? I live in Georgia. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit farther, J- just a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a little bit. But um, but yeah, no, I, I you've got a supporter in me, and again, it, it's it, it. I already knew that Torrent has a lot of cool things going on, and that you guys are a really cool club doing a lot of great things. But to get a window into why you're doing what you do, that's what I love so much about all the connections I've made through Small World is like getting to hear from people who care about soccer and the the reasons they're doing it and the fact that it's just uniting people and giving people an outlet to do what they love it's soccer at its best um, and to see it in america even in such a small form is one of the greatest pleasures ever um, so thank you for that thank you for all that you're doing um, you're setting the standard really um, and i mean that um, for so many other clubs so many other leagues around the world uh, but especially here in america um, super super glad that i could uh could be on the on the program and meet you today and hear from you um uh, and really really thankful for all you're doing yeah absolutely and again i mean you guys can check out danny uh on twitter and danny what is your twitter handle twitter handle again it's sw soccer underscore danny um you can you can check us out on twitter um, we do some, some pretty random stuff. Um, I can promise you random gifs and, in, in uh, awkward places, some subpar jokes, uh, at, at random times, um, and some blog posts too. So that's, that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, and again, we just, the torn just followed you. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I feel famous now. <laughs> and, and again, you know, here us here at Game On. You can check us out on Twitter at Game On Everyone and on Instagram at Game On Sports Podcast. Andy, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Glad we Absolutely. we both all gained friends all around here today. I think, and you know, really looking forward to talking to you again and getting some more information to you about some up and coming stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll be in contact here soon. And uh, you know, thank you, Danny, Andy, for coming on the show, and we appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk with you guys, specifically that you gave me that long time to re-talk about everything. I wish you guys the best. We stay in touch and uh, stay home, stay safe. Yes. So uh, hopefully one day we can go together to Sobermans. Yes, yeah. absolutely. No, 100%. That's happening. Okay. That's happening. I need a Bloody Mary. You just can't get one delivered to your house. Just yep. have to make <laughs> Not a problem at all. All right. Uh, Andy, Danny, you guys have a good night and game on. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Bye, Danny. See ya.